a four-star commit in LSU's 2024 recruiting class, an integral part of this recruiting class, a recruit that I thought was commitment was as solid as anyone that I had ever seen, has decommitted from LSU. Why? And what does that mean for this 2024 class? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, do not forget, you can also find us on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button, and you will get notified as soon as Locked on LSU drops. My name is Caroline Fenton. You can find me on Twitter at CarolineFenton1. You can also find me on Twitter at Locked on LSU to follow along for podcast updates, LSU updates, all of that great stuff. Just a quick programming note. Um, the SEC will drop the 2024 schedule at 6 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday night. So as soon as that schedule reveal show is wrapped up at 6.30 Central Time, myself and nine other Locked On SEC hosts will come together. We'll do a live reaction, our initial thoughts on the schedule release, who LSU's permanent opponent will be. It hasn't been announced. It's Texas a I don't know that, but I know that. It's going to be Texas A&M. So the other seven games on LSU's schedule is also announced early Wednesday morning that every single team in the SEC will play either Texas or Oklahoma, either on the road or at home. So which team, either Texas or Oklahoma, will LSU draw in 2024? We'll have a full reaction to that live on Locked in LSU's YouTube page and also on your preferred podcast platform. If you're not able to make it starting at 6.30 Central, then don't worry about it. That will be posted live on your preferred podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music, all that great stuff. You can also watch the recap on YouTube. So if you can't catch it live, you can always go back and watch it later. Again, that is 6.30 p.m. Central on the Locked on LSU YouTube channel. Full reaction to the 2024 schedule release and I, I don't know if it's schedule release or more so opponent release but either way we're gonna have our full reaction um on Wednesday evening but let's get into it a little bit of recruiting mailbag a recruiting catch-all here want to get into that but before we do that I want to tell you that today's episode of Locked in LSU is brought to you by Bird Dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler tumbler with every single order so you may have missed this on Sunday because I don't know if y'all knew but we were a little bit busy on Sunday afternoon mid-evening when LSU uh, was taking on Kentucky in the final game of the super regional what would be the final game of the Super Regional. But there was a little recruiting nugget, a little bit of breaking news that came out on Sunday afternoon. A little bit of recruiting news, and that was the four-star tight end uh, commit in LSU's 2024 class, Tavion Galloway, decided to decommit from LSU. Four-star tight end from the state of Ohio. He's a guy that committed to LSU early. He committed to LSU uh, like last summer. So we're uh, basically a year removed from his commitment, and he's still a year removed from getting into LSU. So he committed two years early. And this was a shocking, shocking announcement to me. 
and it's not shocking when a 2024 recruit or any recruit for that matter that commits that far in advance decommits that's you know it happens things happen you want to continue to go on your visits it happens I was surprised that Tavion Galloway decommitted because he was committed committed I mean Tavion Galloway was incredibly active on social media Twitter Instagram TikTok all of that was incredibly active about how committed he was to LSU how much he loved LSU how excited he was to play for LSU I mean, Davion Galloway, it seemed like he was doing more recruiting on his own than Brian Kelly and the rest of the recruiting staff was doing. And that's 100% a joke. I know Brian Kelly and his staff was doing doing a whole bunch of work behind the scenes. Joke. But, like, Davion Galloway was commenting on the Instagrams of potential LSU commits saying, you got to come here, you got to come here. He was reaching out to those those recruits on Twitter. I mean, just for example, this was a tweet from Davion Galloway in November. November 29th, 2022, we want dudes who want to come win and play on the biggest stages, the SEC title, the Natty title. Here at LSU, man, the rest of y'all can go wherever else you want. If you aren't a dog and you don't have that grit to play for what LSU offers and the legends before you, then don't come here. So this was right after LSU beat Arkansas. They clinched the SEC West. They were headed to the SEC championship. So that's kind of the context of what was going on around that time. So, I mean, like pretty strong words from Tavion Galloway. And that is just one of many tweets that Tavion Galloway has put out over the last year or so since he decided to commit to LSU about how passionate he was about playing for LSU. Now, all of that being said, he can do whatever he wants. If Davion Galloway has changed his mind, then that's fine. That was November. That was eight months ago, seven, eight months ago now. You can change your mind. You have every single right to do whatever is best for you. I have zero qualms, zero you know, bad blood with Davion Galloway, and you shouldn't either. Nothing makes me more frustrated than when grown people, grown men, grown women come after these 16, 17-year-old kids who decide to you know, do what's best for them, even if that's away from LSU. Same thing with transfers. I remember when Max Johnson decided to transfer away from LSU. That was met with a whole lot of vicious vitriol. There's no place for that. There's absolutely no space for that on this podcast, in these spaces. Uh, if you, if you want to be one of those people that comes after these kids, these 16, 17 year old kids, that's your own prerogative. And I, I, I have zero respect for anyone who does that. So all of that being said, Davion Galloway has, you know, every single right to op- to reopen his recruitment. I just find it odd by how committed he was and publicly committed he was. So he announced his decommitment on Sunday. And I always say this about players who decommit. Um, especially guys who are so committed as Tavion Galloway seemed to be and guys who transfer. I always believe that it is one of three reasons for the most part. That's not a blanket statement. You know, a player can do whatever he or she chooses. However, I usually say it's one of these three things for the most part. One, coaching changes. Let's say if you committed to a certain school, that player gets fired, excuse me, that coach gets fired. That player is probably thinking, well, I got recruited by this guy and I don't really want to go there if that guy who's recruiting me isn't going to be coaching there. Um, Totally get it. Totally understand. That's obviously not the case. Davion Galloway was recruited by Brian Kelly and his staff. He committed to Brian Kelly and his staff. He remained committed to Brian Kelly and his staff. It's not the coaching situation. So I think it's one of two of these things. One, competition in the position group. Two, money. 
And it could be either of those two things. Maybe Tavion Galloway got an offer. I saw on Twitter that he was getting offers from Mississippi State, from Arizona State, from UCF. Um, on 24-7 Sports, UCF is now the leader in the clubhouse to potentially land Tavion Galloway. Maybe UCF came forward and said, hey, we have a really, really flashy NIL deal for you. And he's like, screw LSU. I'm going there. I'm going after the money. I don't know what it was. I have zero clue what was going on behind the scenes with Tavion Galloway. But if it is the second thing, if it is competition in the position group, honestly, I don't blame him. We are about a month and a half away from the commitment of Trey Des Green. LSU signed Trey Des Green, the four-star tight end, uh, the, and a kid from Louisiana, the number two recruit overall in the state of Louisiana. Um He's a number two prospect in, in the state of Louisiana. He committed in April. So Tradez Green was a, a massive get for LSU in the 2024 class. 2023 class. You've already got them, and you've got Camorian Pimpton, the four-star tight end out of Texas, the number nine tight end prospect in that 2023 class. You've got Mac Markway, the four-star tight end out of St. Louis. He was the 14th-ranked tight end in that 2023 class. You've got Jackson McGohan, three-star tight end out of Ohio, number four, the number 54th-ranked tight end in that 2023 class. Plus, you got Mason Taylor, who's going into his sophomore year. He's got at least two more years, I guess, a year in addition to this sophomore season. So he's got two more years at LSU. So you, so Tavion Galloway would be going into a room with Mason Taylor, Trey Des Green, Camorian Pimpton, Mac Markway, and Jackson McGowan. That's a pretty stacked tight end room. And if Tavion Galloway is looking at it like, look, I don't want to have to go into – a tight end room would have to constantly be competing with these guys that are older than me. I want to start seeing action right away. And I just don't see that path at LSU. I don't blame them. It's a loss for LSU. Absolutely. It is a loss. It's a red flag that a guy who was so gung ho about LSU all of a sudden decommits from LSU when there didn't seem to be any other outside factors. So I don't know. It, it's not a good look. It's not a good sign for LSU. But I do have to say at the tight end position, LSU looks to be just fine. That they are going to be um, – there's going to be plenty of competition. And there are going to be plenty of bodies in that tight end room moving forward. Best of luck to Tavion Galloway. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's happy wherever he ultimately ends up. Coming up next, a decommitment to a commitment. A massive name that committed to LSU over the weekend. We will get into that Coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about bird dogs. So y'all know how much I freaking love my bird dogs. First of all, they make you look good. They've got these stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a nice snatch sculpt look. But you also look professional in them. I mean, that makes you feel like it and look like a Lululemon short. You're all, you know, sucked in a little bit, but they're khaki or they might give off that khaki look. So you can wear them, you know, to a nice party that you might be going to, maybe a barbecue that you and your family are going to over the summer. You can wear them to the golf course. You can wear them to work, either the shorts or the pants. They fit way better than the regular khaki shorts that might be totally cutting off your circulation or making you hot. They're not made of a stiff, restricting cotton like khaki shorts are. Nope, they're breathable and they fit to you. They will flex and stretch with you. 
Bird Dogs fixed all of these khaki short restricting issues by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I don't know about y'all. But in the summer months in the South, I mean, we're, we're sweating. You know, it gets, gets a little uncomfortable out here, and it's only going to get worse over the next couple of months. So let bird dogs help you. So my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about bird dogs is not just the shorts themselves, and that's saying a lot because I freaking love those shorts. I think they're so incredibly comfortable. But the cherry on top of it all is the bird dogs Yeti-style tumbler. So go to birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. I actually used mine yesterday. Went to go hang out at the pool. Put a little beer in there. Had a little fun. Kept it cool all day long. Had a great time. Had a nice little experience at the pool with my Bird Dogs tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. I promise you, we promise you, go to birddogs.com slash college. Well, thanks again for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. Every dayers, do not forget tonight on the podcast, on YouTube, and your preferred podcast platform, myself, nine other Lockdown SEC hosts, we're going to do a little roundtable, our initial reactions to the 2024 schedule release. Plus, coming up tomorrow on the podcast, we'll chat with Brian Smith, a little bit of a, a recruiting roundup. And of course, later on this week, we're going to have an LSU-Tennessee baseball preview, that first matchup for the Tigers in Omaha. So don't miss that on Locked on LSU. Had another commitment, Tavion Galloway, four-star tight end, commit to LSU, has decommitted, has reopened his recruitment, but... You lose one, you gain another. Joel Rogers, a three-star defensive back from West Feliciana, has committed to play for LSU. He's the number one, excuse me, number one, number eight player in um, in the state of Louisiana. He's six feet, 180 pounds in that 2024 class. So he's technically listed as an athlete. Um, and basically what that means, if you're unfamiliar with that, that means that he can do a whole lot of different things, that he can play receiver, that he can play DB, he can play corner, he can play safety, he can play several different position groups. Now, that may have been how he was used in high school. And those kind of guys are really valuable to get in because they're versatile. They can do a whole lot of different things. But for the most part, the recruiting gurus and the recruiting insiders have slated him as a DB with that size. Like I said, six feet, 180 pounds. And how speedy he is. He's also a track guy. Um, he runs track at at St. Francisville in West Feliciana. So you're getting a guy, and I think that it's valuable for two different reasons. You're getting a guy who's homegrown. You're getting a Louisiana guy. Like I mentioned, he's the number eight player, number eight ranked player in the state of Louisiana. And if you look at it, LSU is starting to pick up the best players in the state in that recruiting class. So Dominic McKinley, a five-star defensive lineman, he has not announced his commitment yet, but as Brian Smith told us, we're getting into commitment season. The number two recruit in the state of Louisiana, Deshaun McGride, has committed to LSU. Trey Des Green, uh, tight end, has committed to LSU, a four-star tight end. The number five-ranked player in the state of Louisiana, Juwan Johnson, uh, four-star safety has committed to LSU. Wardell Mack, the number sixth-ranked player in the state of Louisiana, has not committed yet. He's a four-star corner. Has not committed yet, but all of the crystal balls have him going to 
Louisiana, Louisiana, LSU. Um, Cole Lodge Cobbins, a four-star linebacker, has committed to LSU, number seven-ranked player in the state of Louisiana. Number ninth-ranked player in the state of Louisiana, three-star wide receiver Kylan Billiot, has committed to LSU. So, uh, as you're saying, there's a trend here. In the top 10, top 15 ranked players in the state of Louisiana, all of those who have committed have committed to LSU. Now, there are a few of those in there that haven't committed but are slated to announce their commitment to LSU very soon. There are a few in there that are a little bit of wild cards, like Dominic McKinley. He's a five-star defensive lineman, one of the top recruits in this 2024 class. He's probably going to take his time. But LSU is at the top of his list. So that's one side of this commitment that I think is such a big deal by Joel Rogers is that you're continuing to get the top talent out of the state of Louisiana. The second thing is that you are now continuing to bring in uh, cornerback talent, defensive back talent, your homegrown talent. What's one thing that Brian Kelly has said about the cornerback group? It's that we don't want to be fishing through the transfer portal every single year. You're not going to ignore the transfer portal, but you don't want to have to rebuild your cornerback room or your defensive back room every single year. It's what they've had to do the last two years since Brian Kelly has been here. This shows commitment to developing defensive backs, to getting back to that DBU reputation of elite corners and elite safeties that come to LSU, whether whether it's from the state of Louisiana or not. But you are you are recruiting that talent, you're bringing in that talent, you're developing that talent. So you have a consistent rotation of defensive backs coming in from their freshman years all the way through year two, year three, potentially year four, year five, so on and so forth. So I think that those are the two biggest things for me. State of Louisiana, you're getting the top players in your state and also recommitting yourself in this program to developing the best defensive backs in the country. Coming up next, there's another thing that Brian Kelly mentioned, and it's getting a quarterback in every single recruiting class. You got yours in the 2023 class in Ricky Collins. You got yours in the 2024 class for now in Colin Hurley. What about 2025? We'll get into that coming up next. All right, so Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider. He will join the show later on this week. I know y'all love Brian. Y'all love listening to Brian and his insight. I love talking to Brian. I love hearing Brian, what he has to say. So we're going to chat with him later on this week. But Brian Smith put something, you know, to my attention. So we know that Brian lives in the state of Florida. He is more dialed in than anyone I have ever met into recruiting in the state of Florida. And there is a name in the state of Florida that LSU fans might want to get to know. And that is Carter Smith. Carter Smith is a three-star quarterback prospect in the 2025 class out of Fort Myers, Florida. And here's the thing with recruiting um, rankings and stars for 25, 26, 27, so on and so forth. That rank, you might hear three-star and you're like, I don't need a three-star quarterback. Give me the four and five stars. I hear you. I know. But when quarterbacks are so young, you're a little bit more conservative with those rankings. So let's say Carter Smith goes out this year. It'll be his junior year in high school. That recruiting ranking, whether it's in the state of Florida, the quarterbacks, or the stars, that could go up. Like Carter Smith has a fantastic elite year in his junior season. That could go up to a four-star, five-star. So don't hear three-star and think, oh, well, you know, what a little jabroni. That's going to go up. 
potentially could go down. I don't know, but he is um, a highly touted quarterback recruit in that 2025 class. He's 6'4", 180 pounds, could absolutely stand to put on a little bit of weight. But let's keep in mind, kid's 16 years old, just finished up his sophomore year of high school. So, But the height is there, and the frame and the build is there. Per Brian Smith, he's likely going to get an offer from LSU. He has ties to the state of Louisiana, and it's important because LSU's in pursuit of that quarterback in the 2025 class. And Brian Smith, our very favorite locked-on recruiting insider, sat down with Carter Smith to talk about what's coming up next for him on the recruiting trail. Where does LSU come into play with that? That was, Here is uh, is Brian Smith with Carter Smith, not related. From school, but uh, you got two more years left. You got a lot of training, a lot of camps, a lot of different things. What, what do you got planned for this summer? Uh, so I, I have a, a camp that I'm going to on the 16th. And, uh, it'll be at LSU, so that'll be exciting. And then I, uh, I might go up to Penn State at the in the end of in the end of July for uh, for another camp. Okay, so LSU and Penn State, those are two tradition rich programs. Good for you. Um, I know you have offers from Miami, Florida State, Florida. Uh, you've got an offer from Ole Miss, Texas A and M, and quite a few others. To be honest, Boston College. So all, all across the country. What is it that you're looking for in a college? I mean, you've got two years left, but I know the process has started really early for, for you. What are you looking for in a college? So everyone kind of has the same, like they all have the same facilities and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, I'm looking somewhere that I would like to live for four years. I feel like that's a big part where I'd be able to enjoy myself and like have fun living there. And then it's mainly just the people. Cause I, like I said, they all have the, uh, they all have the same facilities, all that stuff. It's all the same. It's just you get different people everywhere you go. And it's whatever one kind of feels most home, homish to me, I guess, is how I'd put it. Okay. But I would say that's definitely my biggest, like, the biggest thing. I'm- okay, again, that was Carter Smith, a three-star quarterback in the 2025 class. Look, I'm biased, but if you're looking for some place that feels like home, looking for place, for some place that's enjoyable to live for four years, I would take Baton Rouge over Happy Valley. But that's just me, and I'm incredibly biased. Um, but we'll keep an eye on Carter Smith, and we will also chat with Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, later on this week. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. Don't forget, six. 30 central time live on the locked in LSU YouTube channel. We'll do a full reaction of the 2024 schedule release, all of that coming up on locked in LSU.